Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Okay, we'll get to our seats. We'll get started here this morning. We're going to be continuing this series at the King's Table that Pastor Floyd started last week. And we're going to talk this morning about Psalms 100. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalms 100. It's page 4, oh, let me see, I wrote it down, 467, I think, 427 in the Blue Bibles, 427. And we'll get there in a second. You know, there's a severe shortage of gratitude in our country today. Would you agree with me? Severe shortage. People aren't thankful for anything. No favors, not gifts, not promotions, not wealth, not family, homes, health, jobs. I could go on and on. People just aren't thankful anymore. We have an ugly and selfish attitude that we, we are owed something. We are owed all those things. Especially some of the generations that are coming up now, they feel like they are owed everything. They don't want to work, they're still owed a paycheck. You know, it's just that type of an attitude that's going around. Very few people stop and bow their heads and give thanks to God for anything anymore. We have become a self-centered, ungrateful bunch of thugs who won't stop to help anyone, even if their life depended on it. The unfortunate part of all of this is that it has crept into the one place that it should never be. And we should stand up and we should uh, take a stance for it, and that is into the churches of America today. This attitude of self-centeredness and selfishness has crept into, um, into our churches all across the country. A lot of folks tend to believe that once they have been saved, that they somehow are, uh, you know, excused from being thankful anymore because they've already gotten what they call their fire insurance. They've already gotten their, their way into heaven because they asked Jesus into their life. They think everything is going to be fine now. They don't have to be thankful for anything. And you're saying, Mark, you're getting off to a very strong and sad sermon this morning. It will get better, I promise. But you know, we are a bunch of ungrateful people. I've never seen so many ungrateful people. And it's been a hard couple of years, these last couple of years that we've gone through. 2020 was a bad year for everyone, wasn't it? We had the pandemic hit. We've watched people, uh, friends and family that we loved, get sick, some of them recover from that sickness, some of them died. I know last March, March of 2020 was one of the worst years for my family. We lost five people all in one month, and it wasn't due to any of it had to do with the pandemic. It was all different causes, but we lost five different members of my family in one month. It has been a tough couple of years for everyone. Some of us have seen struggles um, in other ways, with depression and anxiety 
it's on an all-time high right now. Uh, financial struggles have hit everywhere. And family, families are struggling just to stay together and keep the lights on. And the list could go on and on and on of what we are dealing with. It is no wonder that so many people are asking, what is there to be thankful for? What do I have to be thankful for? With all of the chaos, all of the strife, all of the hatred that is going on right now in our world, what do I have to be thankful for? Very good question and a very tough question to answer. But Psalms 100 gives us some reasons to be thankful. Psalm 100 simply titled a psalm of thanksgiving, and it is the only psalm in the whole book of Psalms that has that title. It, is, it would be, um, if you would, open your Bibles to that psalm. We're going to read it. It says, Psalm, uh, verse 1 says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. This morning I want to look at three different things that we can be thankful for. First, we can always be thankful because the Lord is God and his character is good. The psalmist tells us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and in, into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise him for the Lord is good. God is unchangeable. God is unshakable. He is unstoppable. Nothing is impossible with God. And that fact will live on forever and ever because that is who God is. There is nothing that, can, that God can't do. There is nothing that, that he can't take care of for us. He is a God of miracles. He is mighty and strong, faithful and true. He fights for his people. And he's still doing that today for you and me. He is still fighting for us. God is good all the time. When I was growing up, our pastor would say, God is good all the time, and we would answer back all the time, God is good. And we've gotten away from thinking about that. We, we, we don't think about the goodness of God, how great God is. I know that if I would pass a piece of paper around to everyone and have you list all of the things that God has done for you in your life, you would list a bunch of things. God is good, yet we don't understand and we can't comprehend his goodness. David wrote in Psalms 34, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. God is good and we can take refuge in him. When we are having a day filled with trouble and the forces, all the forces of hell seem to be coming against us, we can be assured and encouraged that God is good. 
and that he is there taking care of us. If we just stop in the middle of all of the things that are going on, if we stop in the middle of all of the frustrations of life that we have, if we stop in all of the things when we are down and we are going through that fire and we say, God is good, God is good, I may be going through the fire, but I know that God is good. If we say that and we mean that, then we can live life happy. We can have a joyful life. There's a difference between being joy, having joy and having happiness, isn't there? Joy doesn't come from our circumstances. Joy comes from what's within us. Joy comes from knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Joy comes from knowing that God is there and he will protect us no matter what the circumstances are that we are going through. That's why James said, that in every tribulation, face it with joy. Because he knows we're not going to be happy some of the things that we're going to be going through. They won't make us happy. We aren't to be happy because of the situation we're in. We're to be joyful because of the one who holds the situation that we're in. Psalms 100, we are asked to give thanks to the Lord simply because he is good. We should thank and honor God first and foremost, not for what he does for us, but for who he is to us. The second thing is we can always thank God because his love endures forever. John said in 1 John 3, 1, See what great, uh, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. God's love is unconditional. God's love is permanent. God's love is for everyone, sinner and believer alike. The psalmist says that it endures forever. One of the biggest problems with our world today is that we, with both believers and non-believers, is that we somehow have lost the ability to love. We do not show love towards one another. If you're not in my, my circle of influence, if you're not in my clique, if you're not in my family, I won't love you. I won't come near you. I may say hi to you sometimes, but I, if it doesn't benefit me, or if it doesn't benefit my family, then I'm not going to love you. And as soon as we do have that love, and we, we are... We're in love with people and we're loving on them. The first sign of trouble, the first disagreement, and we're out the door. It happens every day in marriages. I don't know how many times I've heard young people say to me that, well, I can marry them, but if it doesn't work out, we'll just get a divorce. That's not the way you should go into any kind of marriage. That's not the way we should go into any kind of a relationship at all. If it doesn't work out, we'll just kick him to the curb. God's nature, his character, his essence is love. And we need to love like God loves. God gives us two commands, doesn't he? And this is what Pastor Floyd has been preaching for months and months, and even years, is that we love God with all of our hearts and we love each other. That is what it's all about. It is about loving God and loving others. Loving God and loving others. 
doesn't, doesn't mean I like what they're doing. It doesn't mean I have to like them right now, but I am commanded to love them. My mom always used to say to us, I just don't like you right now. I love you. I just don't like you right now. When we were acting up and doing things we weren't supposed to be doing. We are called to love one another. It doesn't take but a second to tell someone in the grocery line or in the fast food line, how's your day going? I hope it's going well. It doesn't take much to tell a a fellow brother or sister, hey, I'm praying for you this week. I don't know what you're going through, but I'm praying for you this week. That's acts of love that we have forgotten all about. We think that everything has to do with economics or race or, or some other social standing that we have. That's not what it's about, folks. It's about loving God and loving others. It's about putting our faith in God and knowing that no matter how bad somebody may be towards me, no matter how bad they're acting towards me, I can still love them because I have the love of Jesus in my life. I can still walk beside them and I can still say to them that, you know what, I still will be praying for you no matter what you're doing to me. A lot of people won't do that. I have a hard time doing that. Somebody comes against me or my family, the big bear comes out in me. It's hard to love someone who's being nasty to you. But yet we are called to love one another. We are called to stand up and be a part of God's love towards others. We love things, our cars, our houses, our, our jobs, even our pets, more than we love one another sometimes. And that's what the problem is in the churches today, too. We would rather fight with one another than love on one another. We would rather find fault with the way that, that Mary came to church today dressed in that, that outfit that she had on instead of loving her because Mary is one of, child's, one of God's children. We need to love one another. And we need to... to to um, put on God's character of love. He reaches out for us. He chases us. He, he knows us by name. That's how much he cares for us. And he sent his only son to die on the cross because he loves us. Because he loves us. We can always be thankful because God loves us. Third thing that we can be thankful for, and we can always be thankful for, is because of God's faithfulness. It never ceases. Jeremiah wrote in Lamentations, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. One of my favorite songs is Great is thy faithfulness. Lord unto me. 
God's faithfulness will never change because he is an unchangeable, unshakable, unstoppable God. His faithfulness will never change. Well, Mark, I haven't seen his faithfulness lately. I feel like I'm down here on earth going through things myself and nobody cares about it. Nobody cares that I can't make my car payment. I can't make my rent. I can't do this. Nobody cares. God's not there. He doesn't care. God is behind the scenes working out the details. All he wants you to do is reach out to him and say, I believe in you. I want to be faithful to you because you are faithful to me. I need your help, Lord. You see, the problem with most of us is we don't ask God for help. We don't ask God to help us through our struggles. We don't ask him to help us through our difficulties or our problems. We try to do them ourselves. We try to, to face them head on on our own. We try to take care of them ourselves, and we cannot do it. We will never be able to accomplish anything on our own. It's because of God's faithfulness that we can go on day by day. It's because of God's faithfulness that we have air to breathe. It's because of God's faithfulness that we have food to put on our table. It is because of God's faithfulness that we have a roof over our heads. It is because of God's faithfulness that we have a, a plan of salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is because of God's faithfulness that we are promised a home in glory. It is because of God's faithfulness that Jesus Christ is going to be coming again very soon to take us all back to be with him in heaven. God's faithfulness is great and is never changing. No matter what you are facing today, God's faithfulness can and will see you through it. If you just ask him to help you through the circumstance, help you through the problem, he will be there for you. And maybe you're here this morning and you're, or you're watching online and you feel like there's nothing to be thankful for this morning. There's nothing to be thankful for. I just gave you three good reasons that we can always have to thank the Lord. And I'm sure there, with all of you here today, you can name a bunch more reasons to be thankful to God. This Thanksgiving season, I want to encourage you to just stop and give thanks for the smallest things, for the things that, that just you don't, we take for granted each day. Start a thankful jar. Put a jar in the middle of the table and every day write something that you're thankful for down and throw it in that jar. You'd be amazed how different your life will be when we start giving God thanks for the things that he deserves to be thanked for. For the everyday little things that he does for us that we take for granted. Stop and give him thanks because he is God and because he never changes. He's reaching out to you today 
Will you reach out to him? He's reaching out to have you come to him this morning and say, I need your help. Will you reach out to him and say, Lord, I want your help. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time together. Lord, we thank you for loving us and for dying on the cross for us and for giving us life everlasting. We thank you, Lord, that you are, you are who you are. And we thank you that you know our names, each and every one of them. The Bible says you know the hairs on each of our heads. And Lord, I just pray that this morning, Lord, that you would just grant us your peace that passes all understanding. Lord, I ask that you would be with those who are suffering this morning. Maybe they're suffering the loss of a loved one. Lord, bring them comfort and peace this morning. Maybe they're suffering because they have an illness, Lord. We ask that you bring healing to them. Lord, we just ask this morning that you would just help us through each day, each minute, Lord, that we would walk with you. Help us to love one another as you have loved us. Father, until we meet again or until you come, we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.